Welcome back to Balling in the Six. This is your Toronto Raptors podcast, straight out of London. Since the last time you saw me, we've gone two and one. Let's start with the good, and then we'll finish with the bad. A comfortable win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, what's quite interesting about this win is that Cleveland, of course, for the last three or four seasons, well, the LeBron seasons, was a game that Raptors would circle on their calendars. Now, however, it's proving to be a bit of a routine win schedule. Beat them in the first game of the season, second time, and I expect when we go back to Cleveland to play them later on in the season, it's chalked up as another W. So it's a comfortable win. Kawhi dropped 34. Kawhi also won player of the week that also encapsulates Nick Nurse's coach of the month and of course a team with a 20 and 5 record 20 and 4 at the time he won it who wouldn't nominate him for coach of the month in a very talented league so that win there was sandwiched firstly the Thursday before that win came a great victory against the Golden State Warriors. I'll, you'll get a few people who say, yeah, they weren't at full strength, they didn't have Curry, they didn't have Draymond. But, Durant dropped 51. Kevin Durant was on inspired form. Kevin Durant, of course, was the main ball handler in that team. He's the main guy in that team if Curry's not there. You know, just because you take away, when you take away Curry, you know, when you put in Curry, you do take away some of the time when the ball is in Durant's hands. And Durant, of course, alongside Kawhi and LeBron James is the top three player in the league. He dropped 51. The Raptors still were leading. Warriors took it to overtime, but some nice clutch plays. Plays like Danny Green really contributing. Of course, Kawhi dropped 37 in that game. That was phenomenal. That battle between him and Kevin Durant was hopefully a preview of June. Let's not think too far ahead, though. So that was a phenomenal game. I think that really cemented Nick Nurse's effect on this team. You know, the difference between him and Dwayne Casey in terms of the rotations, in terms of the play style, in terms of adapting to the team you're playing against. Things that Dwayne Casey... Who is doing very well at Detroit, by the way? Definitely struggle to do on occasion. So a fantastic win there. However, what happened last night came not as a surprise, but just as a blip. So the Raptors were going along very happy at the score I like to call, or the record I like to call, the reverse Clay Thompson. 20 and 4, of course. One of the best teams in the league, one of the first the first team to reach 20 wins. They faced the first seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets, who stayed the first seed in the West as they came to Toronto and pretty much dismantled us at home. I mean the score was close. Denver played extremely well. Denver's a team we should definitely be putting away at home, regardless of what their seeding is and how good they are. I mean with the exception of Jokic, and I mean, they don't even have Will Barton at the moment. 
the exception of Jokic and a couple of role players. Of course, the Denver are one of the teams that are greater than the sum of their parts at the moment. But still, there's teams we should be putting away. That was a three-point loss, thanks to a couple of controversial calls. But you shouldn't need the calls to go right. You should build up enough of a lead that regardless of the calls given, you should be putting away a team like Denver. But at the same time, let's not panic too much. It's a loss in regular season. Of course, we were first seed at the end of last season under Dwayne Casey, but what matters is the playoffs. We're much better equipped for the playoffs this time. And I know we say this every year, but there's a difference between uncovering, you know, a rookie in OG Ananubi and saying that's our LeBron stopper against acquiring a player like Kawhi Leonard, who is a playoff player. He is made for those high-pressure situations. And he's showing it in regular season. He's enjoying himself. Him and Lowry are building up some fantastic chemistry. And that's really what we want to see in the game. So that's the games out of the way. Let's go on to players after the break. So on to the players, the standout player of the week, who I'm giving the Raptors crown for this week anyway, is, well, I think you've guessed his name, it begins with K, and his second name begins with L, and it's not a very thick point guard, it's Kawhi Leonard. He has consistently made clutch plays. He's making this one play, and I'm sure he made this in San Antonio as well, where he dribbles to the baseline and makes a contested two-point shot, and it is just phenomenal to see because it seems to go in every single time. It's such a difficult shot, and it's such a good example of the ISO that he can bring. However, against the Warriors and the Cleveland, in fact, Kawhi also showed off his playmaking. He, teams, of course, know he's a danger. He's consistently being doubled. And yet, his passing ability, his ability to find players like Green, Van Vliet, OG, Miles, has been wonderful to see. And on that note, the role players are starting to play a little more. We're seeing OG coming back in. Shout out to... OG from London of course he's making the threes now Van Vliet is not quite up there but CJ Miles I'm glad to see he's using threes again because every team needs a three point specialist what better three point specialist than CJ Miles and of course Kawhi sorry Kyle Lowry I'm getting my KLs mixed up Kyle Lowry who's a bit of an assist grabber at the moment not scoring too many points but Still dishing 10 plus assists a game. And really, the Raptors' form of all their players is very consistent and it's very doable. So, that's all. So, looking forward to next week, we see two absolutely crucial games. Before that, there's one in the middle of them. It's against the Brooklyn Nets team currently sitting 11th in the east 8 and 17 no real playoff hopes you know they're looking all right as a team players like jared allen can really cause the raptors a problem in the front court but it's a team again like cleveland that the raptors have really got 
a W in their calendar whenever they see the Nets now. However, either side of that Nets game is two crucial Eastern Conference games against the Bucks and the 76ers. Now they aren't that important in terms of standings. The Bucks are second behind the Raptors, 3.5 games behind, and the 76ers are 6.5 games behind. So you know, a win won't appear to make too much of a difference in terms of seeding. However, what it does show is it's a matter of one matchups to see how the Raptors compete against two quality teams who they may face in the later rounds of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And secondly, to rubber stamp their reputation as a team that's not just a flat track bully, but a team that can comfortably take on the top and beat them. We've got frustrating losses to some teams in the East and even the even the West, you know, losses to the Pistons, the Nuggets, the Clippers. Been frustrating, but you know, beat the Bucks and the 76ers, you know, you add that to beating teams like the Warriors and the Lakers and then you know, suddenly you've got a whole new reputation. Raptors will be even will be seen even more as a team to beat. So that's the next week coming up. I've been KJ, your host. This has been Balling in the Six. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.